0: Beautiful Warriors, Episode Twenty Nine.
1: Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and
0: way of life. We think of three hundred. you think of the Spartan.
1: Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs.
0: Let's welcome back to the show, Joanna Loman.
1: I take pride in in the work I put in each and every day. It's not about winning championships or trophies. What's
0: going on, everybody? I am Timothy Lawson, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week, I bring on athletes, military veterans, and anybody else that resonates with the idea of being a warrior. This week, I have my first repeat guest. After amazing feedback that I got from my audience and from the fans of this guest, Joanna Lohman has returned for a part two interview. A bunch of questions that I wanted to follow up with her with some questions that you, the audience, contributed. So I want to thank everybody for sending in their questions, whether it was through email or through the SpeakPipe uh, app that was on my website, I apologize for the, some of you that had issues with that application, but uh, nevertheless, we got the questions in, and Joanna was happy to answer them. We talk about Halloween, we talk about more Imagination Tuesday, we talk about uh, women's soccer versus men's, uh, or women women's sports versus men's sports, we talk about women's soccer in general, we hear some books that she's reading, and much, much more. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there that demand your attention. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to mine. Without further ado, Carl Churchill from Lock and Load Java has a few things to say, and then we'll get on to my interview with Joanna. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors. This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Low Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran, Tim Lawson, as he interviews risk-takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockandLowJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, warriors. Welcome back to another episode of Fuel for Warriors. For the first time on Fuel for Warriors, a repeat guest, Joanna Loman, has returned for a part two to her interview. Joanna, thank you so much for doing this.
1: Ah, oh, it's a pleasure to be here for a second time.
0: Yeah, you are the. You know, I've done hundreds of podcasts uh, in uh, in my time, and at least for Fuel for Warriors, you have you have gained the most feedback uh, for an episode released through this show, and you're definitely in the top ten for any guest that I've ever had on listener feedback of just the excitement people had on listening to the interview, how much they appreciate it, and just how many good vibes we got after the release. So I wanted to bring you back on for uh, an extensive part 2
1: Woohoo! Halloween version. I love it.
0: Halloween version. So let's start there. We just before I, st- I hit record, we started talking about what I was doing for Halloween, which is very underwhelming because it's <laughs> pretty much nothing. What I am doing though, Joanna, I plan on going. You know, I've been, in, of course, I get invited to stuff right every year. It's not like people are like, ah, oh, Tim, that's that Halloween Scrooge. <laughs> uh, people still invite me to stuff, and I may or may not go to some parties. I'm at least hanging out in the district and watching the the people going home at the end of the night, like on the Metro and stuff, because that's always the most entertaining. But what are you doing for Halloween?
1: I have some pretty big plans, Tim. I'm not sure if you saw my last Imagination Tuesday, how I dressed up with my best friend and roommate as Calvin and Hobbes.
0: Yes, Shannon and I both really appreciated that. Okay, good.
1: And so I have uh, a niece and two nephews that live in Bethesda. So the plan is to go to their house, and we're going to trick-or-treat on Saturday night, and their neighborhood really goes all out for Halloween, and there's even a house, I've been told, and I've been told I can't miss this, that has a full-on dance floor lighting a monster truck with like with Chucky driving it, and it is the place to be, so I'm going to trick-or-treat, and then I'm going to park myself on that dance floor for a few hours, and then I'm having a party at my apartment for my friends, and then I'm going to go out in the district, so... You may see me later on, but I'm I'm super pumped to spend time with my family and to get some good candy and to do a lot of dancing.
0: Are you going to be Calvin then?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to be Calvin and my best friend's going to come with me, so we'll be Calvin and Hobbes, and my nieces and nephews will be dressed up also, so it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. What makes the Calvin and Hobbes uh, costume, obviously, is Hobbes, right? If you just go out looking like Calvin, you just go out looking like, uh, I don't know, a boy. Yeah, you know?
1: I, but, it would be a little bit awkward. I don't think anyone would know who I was, but... Exactly. You need the
0: Hobbs. Oh, and then special. it's your And then Hobbs is only a tiger, you know, without Calvin. So it's very much a two part costume.
1: Dynamic duo.
0: Absolutely. Joanna, the first question uh from Micah, very simple. We'll start off
1: easy. What's your favorite color? I would have to say my favorite color is black or uh hunter green. Hunter green. <laughs> it's, it's, Black
0: unfortunately doesn't get to have like a real variance to it, right? There's no like green. There's like a big spectrum of greens, and you like hunter green. But with black, you can't be like, I like a good royal black. You know?
1: <laughs> That's true. I'm wearing a, a quality hunter green teenage mutant ninja turtle shirt right now as I'm doing this interview. That is
0: my next question. We see on imagination Tuesday that you are a. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, who is your favorite turtle?
1: Oh, it's got to be Michelangelo.
0: It's got to yeah, be, yeah, right?
1: Michelangelo because he's pretty awesome and he really likes pizza. He's he's probably the most fun turtle. That's the one I relate to the most. But at the same time, he he kicks butt and he's he does his job. Yeah, you
0: know, as a kid, uh, and it, it's 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 funny how your perspective on characters really. Uh, evolves and matures as you grow up. Um, and like when I was a kid, I hated not I hate, but like Raphael was like my least favorite, right? Because he's just like this standoff jerk yeah, sometimes. Rude. Yeah, but then like as I got older, sometimes like, you know what? I don't like dealing with people either, Raphael. I totally get why you're kind of grumpy sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can relate and now so- more to
0: Raphael. Exactly it's like I you know I, I I still you're probably still fourth on on the list, but like I get you now,
1: yeah, you, yeah, I understand that I mean we all yeah. have our bad days, right, and Raphael just seems to have consistently bad days,
0: right, that's the worst part about being a fictional character it's really hard to snap out of your routine <laughs> <laughs> you so uh, you know hashtag imagination Tuesday, something we talked about extensively in your first interview, we see that you're very creative, of course, but uh, we may not see how you 're creative Wednesday through Monday. Do you have any other creative outlets that 's not seen on imagination Tuesday? Do you write? do you paint? do you, you know, how do you express yourself creatively outside of this Tuesday venture?
1: Yeah, I like to say that imagination Tuesday for me is a lifestyle so i I would say I present it more on Tuesdays, but really every single day, I try to do something creative um, I said on wednesday that i had an imagination tuesday hangover so i i laid on my floor and played with ninja turtle figures and i even have uh this huge truck that has guns on it so uh, i played with that for a little while and i also drew drew some pictures halloween pictures on my gigantic whiteboard that's on my wall you know i really like to each each day of the week to do something to express myself i mean for instance today i went to the barber i have a brand new pattern on the side of my head uh it's pretty fresh and clean and uh you know, I like to draw a lot. I don't watch much television. Um, I really enjoy reading the newspaper, doing the crossword puzzles. Um, and when I do have downtime, I like to just uh, usually read some fiction novels or, n- or even nonfiction, uh, just doing something besides watching television or being on my cell phone.
0: Yeah, what, uh, what books are you reading right now?
1: Um, I was reading actually a book uh, called Spinsters, um, which is a very interesting book. And I was also... Um I like to read the newspaper every single day, so that usually takes up a lot of my time. The style section and the sports section are my two favorite sections of the paper. Uh, I tend to do the Washington Post or yeah, something? Yeah, Washington else. Post. Okay. I tend to do the crossword every day. And Carolyn Hacks, the relationship guru, I always have to read her columns. She's she's always killing it with her advice.
0: What so relationship advice is um is really interesting, right? You would think that um, uh, you would think that the best advice would sort of always rise to the top, but it seems like there's still this spectrum of advice that people give. Um, what what sort of relationship advice do you uh, like? What is it about her advice that you find to be so valuable?
1: Uh, I think she's she's very straightforward and she tells people uh, how the situation really is. I think sometimes in your relationships you have blinders, or um, you know how they say love is blind and from an outsider perspective someone who's not emotionally invested in the situation she can kind of give advice um from a third party and it's refreshing to hear and i also think you know she's lived a lot and um she has a lot of experience and has responded to a lot of different people who have written in so it, there's you know a pretty broad spectrum of who writes in and and what kind of topics they cover um usually if it's not about kids then i'm i'm pretty interested in it <laughs>
0: um Soccer Mom 1 on uh, on Twitter sends uh, a two-part question. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice,
1: what would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would tell myself just, just to enjoy the process, um, to enjoy um, each and every day and the moment you get to be in. And, um, of course, you know, seek to really achieve long-term goals, but find the beauty in the the everyday hard work of getting there. Um, I think that was part of who I was when I was younger, but even more looking back on my career, I think that's what still allowed me to play today as a 33-year-old in the league is that I take pride in, in the work I put in each and every day. It's not about winning championships or trophies or getting on television or um, getting that recognition. It's about Trying to be the best I can be every single day, and we've talked about it, Tim. Just that mentality of of putting in the effort um, and and giving you know the best of of what you have each and every moment that really that you live.
0: Absolutely, and the second part to her question is how you know if you were able to give your younger self that advice, how do you think that may have changed either your course in life or just maybe your perspective on life?
1: I don't think it would have changed my course. I think you know I've put in so much you know, hard work and dedication to my career, and it took me all over the world and i'm I'm very thankful for that because I learned much more um, from traveling and uh having to really overcome adversity and challenges than I did probably for most of my success and I think the one thing it would change is that I would probably put less pressure on um, on the end goals, so to say. I would, I would take more value in um, the process of, of just getting better each and every day. And I, I think I did that, but, you know, you always put a lot of pressure on yourself to play as many minutes as you can um, and to make whatever impact that you can when you get on the field. But at the same time, I think the impact is made um, in the package and the attitude that you bring each and every day
0: yeah I mean it's um i like I like to point that it wouldn't necessarily change you know your course in life, and I think that I think a lot of um I think when it comes down to it when we ask that question what would we want our younger self to know other than invest in apple uh <laughs> you know a lot of the advice that I hear that you know people would want to give the younger younger self is just a better way to look at life and not a better way to experience or uh go through life. And I think that that really speaks true to what humans truly want. And that's just better perspective and better understanding of what they are experiencing.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with that.
0: Joanna, we you and I had a very long and great conversation uh shortly after your interview was released. Uh we sat down and talked about many things, and I, I wish we would uh I wish I would have had a way to record that conversation, because that could have been in part interviews part three <laughs> and four. Um, but one of the things that we talked about uh a lot was uh, women's sports and in, you actually really helped refresh my, my understanding of women's sports and understanding that, uh, you know, there's really no inherent goal in women's sports to be as good or better than men's sports. Um, do you, do you think that, um, as we move forward with this, this, um, better appreciation for women's sports, especially with Ronda Rousey doing amazing things in, in MMA with the women's national team, not only succeeding, but getting a lot of high profile media coverage, you know, on the victory tour and obviously and everything. Uh, do you think we're en- entering a new stage of appreciation for women's sports? Or do you think that it'll, it'll, ter- are you f- are afraid that it might revert to what happened, you know, a few years ago where it just sort of, there was a high and then, it, and then it dropped.
1: No, I think we really have uh, hit a tipping point and we've gone over that tipping point. I felt it this summer during my season uh, after the women's national team won the World Cup. It was the attention and the awareness and the popularity of the team was unlike anything I've ever seen and I've been around for a long time. So that was very encouraging. And not just for the national team players, but just for women's soccer in general. And even, you know, even my own profile um, pretty much exploded after the women's World Cup and it was. It's, it was really unbelievable to see. So I think we've, we've hit a new dimension. Uh, that is not to say that there's still a long, long way to go, but I think people are starting to appreciate the women's game separately from the men. Um, like we talked about, you know, there's um, inherent differences and um, you really have to be able to appreciate the differences in the women's game um, to get a full understanding of how hard we work to get to where we are. And I think people are starting to see that. You know, President Obama... The comments he made when the women's national team were just at the White House. I think you know. I think perspectives are changing, and it's it's fun for me to see because I've been here, and I've seen it all. So it's. I think, like I said, I think we're really into a new dimension.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your? Um other than you know, you play pickup games uh and stuff, but other than that, what is your training regimen like now in the offseason?
1: Uh it it varies week by week. I've been playing a lot of uh co ed a co ed league in Virginia. So I have uh multiple teams that I'm on. My favorite team, um it's called El Fuego. And nice. I joined it, it's um in the adult leagues in Virginia, and um I made a lot of new friends. We actually <laughs> We're bottom of the league, but I think we've avoided relegation because we have tied and won our past three games. And it's just fun to play with a different group of people. And it's fun to play against men because they're always, they're always, you know, getting after and getting after me because they see that I try really hard. Um, and beyond that, I have a really good group of friends that I play pickup with, um, most mornings during the week. And it's quite intense. It's a lot of, uh, former, male college players and uh, female professional players. And I played this morning. So, um, you know, I typically can get in quite easily, like five to six days a week of, of playing high-quality soccer.
0: I, th- I recently saw that Orlando got a, uh, a team, um, uh, a professional women's soccer team. Do you think that, and I, I was, as soon as I saw that, I thought about our conversation we had about um, about. You know there being excitement. The last time, you know, the you know uh, the last time that the women's national team uh, got a bunch of uh, attention and and success and everything. And I and I wondered maybe you know you say we are past that tipping point, but do you think that uh, is this possibly getting ahead of themselves, or do you think that this is the right op? This is the right time for growth.
1: I think it's the right time. I think we waited last year, Um, we delayed. Expansion and now you have a lot of teams that are extremely interested and we have a a very strong um, major league soccer in the United States, the men's league, and they're ready to support um, having a women's side also. So Orlando has will have both of that and um, I think there'll be even more expansion the following year. And again, in the same type of route, an MLS team that wants to then have an additional women's team. So you already have all the structure, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, you don't have to duplicate anything. You have it there on the ground. Really, you can just, you can hit the ground running. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Orlando puts out on the field. I know that they have a great coach in Tom Sermani, and I think they have their eye on a lot of different players. So it's going to be an exciting year for our league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I in as I've uh announced through my outlets and I and I and I've mentioned it to you. I do I hope to cover at least the Washington Spirit. I, I would like to cover women's soccer in general, but that may that may be too much uh too soon. But I definitely am looking forward to covering uh the Washington Spirit in some capacity uh next season whether it be through a weekly podcast or just maybe even some uh you know post game uh you know articles whatever it may be and i'm uh, i'm looking forward to better understanding the league in general and how women's soccer plays out and uh and seeing you guys play up there in Germantown.
1: Well, we're excited to have you out. It's going to be great.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it's uh it's one of the uh, my girlfriend will tell you that I, you know, ideas come to me so often, and I'm one of those people that if I get inspired for something, I just, I need to take action on it right away to see if I like it or not. And it's one of the few things where I'm like, I think I want to do this, where she's be like, you definitely need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's been like, yep, yeah, that's, you, I definitely think you should do that. Um, and a lot of people have, I've gotten a great response, uh, from that idea. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, we talked about it a lot in our, in the conversation we had uh just you and I over some coffee, but I'd like to maybe in a more uh public conversation talk about what you think uh sports journalism is is lacking or where where the real absence is when it comes to covering uh women's soccer, maybe specifically a local franchise.
1: I think we need uh we would really benefit from a uh, greater variety of coverage um, and and in, in greater depth, I think it's very hard for people to see a lot of the games because they live in certain cities and the games aren't televised so it's very rare for everyone to be able to watch every single game and then it's hard it's hard to cover something that you 've never seen so um, to have more local journalists at the games and um, if we can get better TV coverage that people can watch each and every game on national television, that would be ideal. Um, and the depth of coverage, I think uh, there's a tendency to not want to criticize female athletes as much because probably they don't get paid nearly as much, and um, people see it see them doing it more for the love of the game. So uh, you tend to have the oh, they tried really hard type of mantra. but I think this summer with the women's World Cup, you started to see that that change also where just winning the game wasn't good enough we We know how well we can play in the, in the quality of the product we put out in the field. And when they don't see that, you know, the fans should be getting upset. I think we should hold ourselves to very high standards. And I would like, uh, you know, journalism in the future to, to continue with those standards and even, and push them even further. So we have really, um, a strong, strong amount of coverage and also a great amount of depth to it.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting inspired to hear you say it, like oh I can do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm scrolling. I just got done. Uh, I've been scrolling through imagination Tuesday uh, feed, and I think what's really and it will sort of wrap up the interview here. I know we've been sort of all over the place, but this has been a the purpose of this interview is sort of take the, the 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 leftover questions and sort of bring them uh into one conversation so that way they can definitely get out there. Uh, and we'll we'll end on some Imagination Tuesday conversation because I know this is this stuff gets you going. Um, what's been really amazing is is from when I first uh when we first agreed to do the first interview? I've been following Imagination Tuesday and and stuff you've done, and it's in the exponential growth that it has seen since you first start, started. Just, you know, and that was just what a couple months ago that we that we agreed to do the first interview, and the amount of growth that it's gotten, and the amount, the variety, and the uh how imaginative people have got have gotten. It's it's a really great reminder of how powerful the human imagination really is.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been so neat for me to see. I've, it's inspiring each and every day and especially on Mondays. I get so excited for the next day just to, uh, you know, it inspires me to use my imagination even more and to see the, the creations and the products that people put out each and every week. It's, it's unbelievable and it's grown so much to the point where I even call it a movement now. And, you know, the ideas are, are flowing and people are starting to see that. You know, it's about self-expression and there's no, there's no right, there's no wrong. You don't have to draw, you don't have to do any one thing specific, but the way you look at life, it's an attitude of finding the beauty in something, um, and choosing a day of the week to find, to find that beauty. And it's been, it's been wonderful for me to see people, you know, jump on this ride and, um, Want to take it with me because it's not about what I create. It's about building that community and building a place where people feel feel safe to express themselves and they feel like they belong to something. Because, like we've seen, there's there's such a power in human connection. And when you create that human connection, it's you you have no idea the potential of what you could create and what you could build. So, you know, as I I've made business cards now and I say the founder of Imagination Tuesday, and as the founder. Um, it's just been thrilling. Honestly, it's been, it's been quite magical and I really want to continue it. I have a race on Thanksgiving morning the Imagination Tuesday 2015 Gobble Wobble and a virtual race for people to run in to exercise to, um, get out and get healthy that morning before they eat 17 pieces of pie. And <laughs> <laughs> I hope, you know, I hope everybody wants to run and, you know, take part in it. And I'm going to continue with these ideas. I'm going to have my own workshop on January 30th. In Silver Spring at a at a very cool brewery, so you know that's that's coming out too. So it's growing, it's moving, and it's been it's been fantastic to be to be a part of it all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, tell me a little bit more about this this uh, this gobble wobble race.
1: Yes, I'd love to. So the gobble wobble race is on Thanksgiving morning, and each year I've always planned a race for my family, just um, my close my close knit, uh, family. And this year I really wanted to open it up because I've, I've seen the power of imagination Tuesday. And so it's going to be a virtual run and I've designed a t-shirt. So, um, I'm going to put up the registration page today and, uh, people can register for the race. It's, it's a little bit less than $20. You get the t-shirt sent to you. Hopefully we'll wear that t-shirt Thanksgiving morning. You run any distance you want. Um, you don't really need to time yourself. It's not about competing or, or, you know, breaking any records—it's just about getting out and getting healthy and being active, um, and being a part of this amazing community. And um, yeah, so that's that's the Imagination Tuesday 2015 gobble wobble.
0: I like that. I ho- please send me the link when, I, when the registration's up, and I'll make sure to uh, pump it through my outlets and, and Lost Entertainments and and hope to get other people involved. I will run even if it's just a mile uh Thursday morning for for the Gobble Wobble. Oh, uh,
1: thanks Tim. I'm, I'll be pumped if you do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll make sure to uh make, to get some sort of documentation That's of it great. as well. Great. Yeah,
1: I want everyone to post whatever photos, you can know, take a picture of yourself running or after the race and just post it on social media. Um I've, you know, there's a lot of description on the registration page. So I put a lot of thought into it. I really want um this to be a fun thing for people to do and I'm going to continue it each and every year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because this is one of the. This is the power of community. This is what I've wanted to do with podcasting from the start. Is when I have people on the show, it's not just about that week we highlight them, it's awesome. But moving forward, I want to continue. Broadcasting the cool things that they're doing because it's, that's part of establishing that relationship and, and, and embracing that community. So anytime that you're doing something cool like this, Joanna, I'd be more than happy to spread it through my outlets and, and make sure that I can be involved in, in, in any way that I can.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Tim. That means a lot to me. Yeah.
0: If anything, it'll be a picture of me looking motivated in, say, mile zero and then a <laughs> picture of me on the ground at mile One, (laughs) it's out of breath and just not, no longer in shape. You can
1: have your dogs run with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe Driver will come with me for uh for a run. He'll he would probably outlast me. No, we'll bring Driver (laughs) for a run. Driver is actually going to be a part of my next Imagination Tuesday, so I'm I'm looking uh I'm looking forward to doing that and sharing it with you.
1: I can't wait to see it then.
0: Absolutely, Joanna. Thank you so much for joining me. I know the 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 questions are very, very all over the place, and uh, but I, there was a lot of questions I wanted to bring back after or that I wanted to follow up with in the second interview. I know some uh, some of the fans wanted to get some questions in there, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this.
1: Thanks, Tim. It was truly a pleasure. Of course. Happy Halloween.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to LockAndLoadJava.com using promo code fuel for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.